This is Brett. This is Allie. And this is Brendan. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. What's up, Move Milkers? Welcome back to the Skywalk. We have a very special episode today. Once again, Jeff is not with us, and that's not what makes it special. What makes it special is who is here in his place, which is Allie and Brendan. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for coming on. So Ellie and Brendan are here to help us with our Star Wars Celebration Chicago preparation. Uh, We're going to talk about all the things you might want to catch when you're at Celebration. We'll try to cover as much of it as we can, even though it's a ton of stuff. And yes, as Brendan is showing me over Skype, it's I think it's awesome. Quick detour to this discussion. Do you think the fact that all of the passes have female characters on them is anything but a fanboy? Do you think they're trolling? They're trolling all the misogynists? Yes, I do. I was unaware that any other passes had female characters on them, but I'm very happy to hear that all of the passes have female characters. Oh, so the kids pass that my daughter has has Ahsoka on it. Cool. Oh, yes. So Ellie and Brendan are here to help us talk through Star Wars Celebration, help prepare. We have some tips. We have some things that you might want to see. But even more exciting than that is talking about our predictions for what we think we might see or what we hope to see from some of the things that break at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. And if you can't tell, we are getting so excited because it's so close now, it's getting real. But who are Allie and Brendan? Allie used to be a co-host on this show, the only other regular co-host besides Jeff and I. Um, Allie is a podcast producer from a big, not-to-be-named, prestigious university on the West Coast. Uh, Brendan is an occasional StarWars.com contributor. Always awesome articles when he does. Brendan is... What's your Twitter handle, Brendan? If uh, I can share it. At Be Neistead. Oh, I was thinking the name. My display name right now is uh, Brendan Loves Star Trek because he does. So we're going to talk through everything you need to know about Star Wars Celebration. But before we do, social meteors. Uh, this is where the good move milkers can find us on social media. iTunes, search for the Skywalk. Sky is in sky. Walk is in the thing you cook in. Spelled W-O-K. Spotify, same deal. The Skywalk. Disgracebook is facebook.com slash the Skywalk, Twitter at the Skywalk, Instagram, the Skywalk, and Potomatic. Jeff usually slow jams this, but I'm not capable. So I'll just say <laughs> Star Wars Over Coffee.potomatic.com. Our first segment is now always Waititi Watch. Waititi! All that's new in the world of Taika Waititi. The last time we recorded. We had some pretty low-key YTD news, and immediately after we recorded, it was revealed that Taika YTD is apparently voicing IG-88 on The Mandalorian. That's unbelievable. So I had actually predicted on this podcast that he would use Dengar in the episode that he directs, Taika YTD. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, could he also be Dengar on the show? Maybe. <laughs> or could he be every bounty hunter on The Mandalorian? I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. He's a godsend. I love him. I know. One news nugget for today before we get on to episode nine stuff and Star Wars Celebration. Werner Herzog will villainize The Mandalorian. I don't really know him from much. I do remember him being the villain in Jack Reacher. He's a, a, he's a filmmaker mostly, but yeah. he's he's done some acting. Yeah. And then he does a lot of voiceover of documentaries, right? Yeah. A lot of the documentaries that he voices over are his documentaries. uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. So here's what he said about his role in The Mandalorian. He said, now this is not a secret anymore. A small part, real small part in The Mandalorian, 
the Star Wars... <laughs> I'm just reading what he said now for the first time. The Star Wars sequel, or whatever you will call it. <laughs> I like to do it because I know I'm good on screen, but only if I have to play a real villain. <laughs> so he does say it's a really small part, but he also says he's playing a real villain. So that sounds exciting. Yeah. I love it. Episode nine, not a lot of news. This is definitely feels like the calm before the storm leading up to Star Wars Celebration where everything's just going to, you know, have the lid blown off it. But have you two seen that ridiculous poster that leaked for Star Wars Episode Nine? Yes. Oh, yeah. I do want to put up a I do want to put up a spoiler warning at this point uh, because what was in this poster may or may not really be in the movie. Is this spoilers, really though? Sure. I, I feel like a lot I don't of the, know. this is this is like. This is like spoilers that you would see at the toy store, like this, that level. This right. is like if yeah. you've taken the pledge where you're not going to look at any posters or watch any trailers and just go into the movie completely blind, you should stop listening right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a poster that leaked ahead of Star Wars Celebration that appears to be an official poster for Star Wars Episode Nine. It has... Elements that certainly seem real. It has a very. It has a uh, the image of Ray. It's a it's a new costume. Finn has a different costume that appears consistent with things that we've heard. Poe looks like he does in the photo that J.J. Abrams released from the last day of filming on set of Episode Nine. Um, so those things make me think that it's legit to some degree, or it could be a completely fan made. I don't think it's fan made. Yeah. So I guess Mark Hamill said something that tried to imply that it was fan made, but I'm I, not buying that. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that at all. I don't know. I think like when Brendan and I first started looking at it, I was like, wait a minute, Kylo Ren's wearing his mask again? This is faked. And Brendan was like, <laughs> no, we put it back together again. And I was just like, oh, well, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I mean, it looks pretty legit to me. The Okay. The only thing on this poster <laughs> to me that screams, really? Why does C-3PO have a bowcaster? Yeah. And uh, what are those things? A bandolier? Yeah. yeah. Like that. But Chewbacca also has his bandolier and bowcaster, so... Right. It's not like Chewie lent it out. That right. seems pretty far Yeah, good point. And, you know, I think that, that it's interesting that we know that Billy Dee Williams is coming back and he's not on this poster. And, right. Uh, that's that said, I think that a lot a lot of the elements on here look legit, even if it looks a little weird in some aspects. Like the right, you know the the the, the lens flare on Ray's lightsaber looks like cheesy as all heck, um, and stuff like you know the you can see like a, an X wing and a Y wing and an A wing in the background. Like you know, I don't know yep. what's coming back, but we can we can bet that X wings are definitely coming back and A wings are definitely coming back. So that's that's two out of three at least. And then there's there's this uh, this really interesting like C-3PO in the smack smack dab in the middle. So it leads <laughs> it leads me to believe that maybe like maybe some of this is legit. And then the C-3PO maybe yep. is like they they put in something weird so that if if it does leak, they can figure out where it came from. Mm. Ooh, because um, I think like a I think that this of is Reese's pieces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that this is legit. I just don't think that it's a theatrical poster. I think that it's for merchandising. And this looks like something right. that you would see on a trash can or a, you know, a set of kids bed sheets or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, adults like us certainly wouldn't buy anything like that. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> so let's get into Star Wars Celebration Chicago.
So I only had a couple of tips here because I'm not a pro. Now, you both have been to Star Wars Celebration as recently as two years ago. Yes. The last one. The last one. Um, the only tips I had. Uh, well, let's stop, start with maybe the most important one, which is the lottery. There's two lotteries, right? There's one for merchandise exclusives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then there's one for panels, for the big panels. It's not for all of the panels, but there's one for the Episode Nine panel, the Galaxy's Edge panel, the Mandalorian panel, and... The Episode 120th Anniversary. Yeah. I feel like you should be a guest at the (laughs) Phantom Menace 20th Anniversary panel. But now we put in for that one. We put in for all four. We figured it's free, yeah. and you know, if we change our mind later on, we can always, you know, just not go. Shout out to them for doing this because that was—I think—everyone felt serious anxiety about how am I ever going to get into any of these panels. I was pretty much resigned to just not be able to get into any of them. Yeah, as you both know, in years past, people literally slept on the floor all night to try to get into the Last Jedi panel, for example. Yeah, it was encouraged and fully endorsed, and you know, for for it's crazy. For, for what it's worth, before they announced the lottery, I went on Twitter and was telling people, like, look, it doesn't make you any, any less of a fan if you just want to, like, stay in bed and watch the stream online. Like, you're going to have a Absolutely. much better experience if your comfort is important to you. So, and, you know, then they came out with the lottery and it's like, okay, that, that takes a big stressor out of a lot of people's show. Right. And actually, I think doing this, so just to catch people up who might not know, you can enter a lottery for you and whoever you're traveling with. And now they've even opened it up so that if other people that you know are going, even if you didn't buy tickets together, you can get them in your group to all enter this lottery together for a chance to be in the room during one of these panels, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and to me, it almost, it justifies going because at a certain point, Brendan, I I saw when you put that on Twitter and I was like, yeah, that's totally what I'm going to do because <laughs> if I know I can't get into the episode nine panel and I remember what happened to you guys last time, which is you went there, you couldn't get into the last Jedi panel. And then I think the screens where you were trying to watch them at the show the audio was out or something. Yeah, we saw like, the we saw the Last Jedi teaser trailer on the screens by the Star Wars show stage in on the convention floor, and the sound was really quiet, and everybody was trying really hard to listen in, but there's all this din from all the people on the on the show floor, yeah. and it was it was fun to watch it with other people, but everybody had kind of like a not great experience watching that trailer the first time. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so I thought, well, you know, but now if I'm going to stay at, you know, the place where we're staying to watch it there before going to the show, then kind of what's the point of going to Chicago? But now that they have the lottery and we have a chance at least of getting into some of these, now we don't even know what the odds are. To me, I'd be happy if, can most people get into at least one of the four panels? I think that would be, I'd be content with that. Yeah. I think that would be fair. I mean, the thing is, I really do think, especially something like the episode nine panel, really is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. Because you're there watching a panel with Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, uh, most likely most of the main cast of the movie all talk. And it's so much fun. And last time they had Josh Gad hosting it, right? Yeah. He was the moderator of the panel. And it was really funny. Um and then, yeah, to experience the trailer in the room as J.J. Abrams reveals it, that really is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I think it's great that people at least have a chance to get into it. Um, any other tips as seasoned vets 
of Star Wars Celebration. Just generally, self-care is good. Yes. Make sure, yeah. you're, make sure you're fed and watered. Make sure you try and get as much sleep as you can. It's, it's really easy to, to, to run yourself ragged at something like this. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're there for like five-ish days. Um, and you're going yeah. to do, do a lot of walking. Uh, for you, Brett, you know, you're going uh, to have your daughter there. So you're going to be wrangling the fam. And yep. like, you know, you just got to take care of yourself, pace yourself. It's not a race. It's just about the experience. Like be, be there, be present and do whatever you have to to make yourself as comfortable as possible for the duration. Yeah, we so last last time we went and we're planning on doing this again, we um, we got there a day early. So we're going to be getting to Chicago a day early and we are going to, you know, get to our Airbnb, throw our stuff down and then we're going to go to Target and we're gonna buy food for the week because Ooh. we don't wanna have to rely exclusively on con food. No, you do not. Because it's expensive and generally not that great for you. What we did last year, I think we got like yogurt cups oatmeal. and oatmeal cups for breakfast. And we got, we just bought like cold brew. I don't know if we'll get cold brew this year, but like quick to make quick to ingest breakfast and then just like we made peanut butter sandwiches we packed like granola bars granola like stuff that's quick to pack that's easy that doesn't take a lot of time and then just make sure you're drinking a ton of water Mm -hmm. and yeah you're gonna be sitting in lines that's part of the the con experience don't be afraid to talk to people because we've met some really great people just from sitting in lines. Yeah, everybody is there for the same reason. Yeah. So, you know, you yeah. if, if you're a little shy, if you're a little withdrawn, like I get it, but, you know, this is your opportunity. You're with your people, so take advantage of and it. And plus, like, it gives you a really good opportunity to, like, take pictures with people that are in friggin' amazing cosplay. Absolutely. Uh, bring a battery pack for your phone. Oh, yes. Oh, good, yeah. Especially if your phone is your main camera, like you're going to be whipping it out a lot and using it a lot. So be sure be sure you're nice and charged up. The more you guys talk about it, the more I think that Disney experience is good for this sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of it sounds like a day at Disney. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's get into some of the panels. Um, let's break down some of the main panels. If there are any I left out that you think are worthy of mention, please do mention them. Let's start off with the big one. The Star Wars Episode Nine panel on Friday morning. I am incredibly excited for this. I, If I get into it, I am going to feel like Charlie Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're expecting to get a teaser trailer at this panel, as happened with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. No reason to expect any different this time around, especially since we don't even know the name of the movie yet. Yeah, I, I would expect that to be uh, announced at this panel, too. I think that we will have a... Some sort of poster. I think that we will have a teaser trailer, and I think that we will have a, a title finally. Oh, good call. So maybe they show the poster with the title, and that's the reveal of the title. Yeah, could be. Um, so here's what we do know for sure. Confirmed are Kathleen Kennedy and the director, J.J. Abrams. And that's literally it for what's confirmed by StarWars.com right now. Um, obviously, in years past you've had most of the main cast. If not all, really all of the main cast has been at uh, the panels for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Um, So this time I would expect the same. Hopefully we get Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, 
Uh, maybe Mark Hamill, since we know that he's appearing as Blue Haze Luke Skywalker. I really hope Kelly Marie Tran comes. Yes. And she was also conspicuously missing from that. From, yes. from the poster. Yeah. From the poster. Yeah. Um, do you think there's any chance George Lucas shows up for that? We were talking about this before we jumped on. So George does live part time in Chicago. Right. So it would be an easy thing for him to do Mm -hmm. but i think if he's gonna show up it's gonna be for the episode one yeah i I legitimately feel like he's he's gonna turn up for his own movies and then you know he'll politely he'll politely say that he watched the other movies or go to the (laughs) premieres but other than that you know he's not the hype man for that stuff anymore yeah that's true and he would be a terrible moderator (laughs) He's, he's earned a break from some of this stuff oh yeah totally but I do think it's nice, just the fact that they're having a Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel. I feel like, uh, especially two years ago, it felt like the haters are starting to cool off. It's only been, it's only taken 20 years, but they're <laughs> cooling off on George Lucas, Hayden Christensen, poor Jake Lloyd, Ahmed Best, and everybody's kind of coming around. And I mean, it's the internet, so you can find a take for anything, but it really does feel yeah. like people... The tide is turning back into the favor of The Phantom Menace. Now, I personally don't think it's a great film, but I think it's a wonderful (laughs) Star Wars, if that makes any sense. So I'm just really happy to see that. So, but more on that. Yeah. Predictions for the trailer. How about I tell you what I expect from the trailer? Realistically, before delving into the fantasy realm of what I would really love to see in the trailer... And here, and I really yeah. want to hear what you guys are hoping to see in it. Uh, any good Star Wars trailer will have at least one inspiring location. So I think for The Force Awakens, strangely enough, it was Jack Who for me anyway. The desert planet had thing. had those giant stars in the desert. It yeah. was very cool looking. Yeah. And if you have you, go, I don't know if you've gone back and watched uh, people's phone videos from The Force Awakens panel. Four, I guess that's four <laughs> years ago, but it's amazing. You can't like four years. so chill inducing, but people, you can hear them um, like, cause you see the speeder coming across the desert and then yeah. all of a sudden people see this structure and they, and you can tell the crowd still doesn't know what it is. And then as it becomes clear that it's a star destroyer, they just explode. <laughs> so I think that was the location for that one. I think crate in the last Jedi trailer kind of blew yes. everyone away. Um, yeah. So I'm expecting at least one location that just knocks our socks off in the new trailer. Yeah, I would expect the same. I also think there should be at least one incredible new droid or creature that blows people away. I think for The Force Awakens, it was probably BB-8. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The uh, the, the TFA teaser made BB-8 a star before the movie. Everybody was like, ball droid. What's this ball droid? Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. And, and so you- cool. Yeah, and it was like, how did they do it? Because it, it just looked, you could tell it was real. Yeah. And it was, man, it's just ingenious. And I guess for The for, for the Last Jedi, hmm. I think that, I just think that the, the TLJ trailer was so focused on the Luke Ray stuff. Yeah. That yeah. all the other stuff oh, got a lot. The Porgs. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, Porgs. How could we forget? Yeah. Were they in the first trailer? They might have been. I think they were. They yeah, been. I think so. Yeah. But that, Brendan, brings me to the next one, which is it's got to have a line of dialogue that's like, what? What? For example, in The Last Jedi, the trailer ended with, it's time for the Jedi 
to end. Iconic. Yeah. So I'd yeah. be surprised if there wasn't some sort of a uh, little bit of dialogue. Yeah. Something teasing. I mean, if you go back and look at the TLJ teaser, there are some shots that are a little misleading just because they're cut next to other shots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I expect JJ to still have some of that mystery box kind of stuff going on um, <laughs> where we'll be second guessing everything in the teaser. So the last thing that I fully expect to see is at least one shot that totally concerns us. I say this because in the Force Awakens trailer, um, I think the shot of the First Order base looked super CG, very Nazi, and not very imaginative. And the first time I saw the trailer, Mm. I mean, I was giving it the benefit of the doubt. And I just assumed the movie was going to be amazing. Um, So I didn't give it too much thought. But there was a little bit of doubt in my mind about that. And then in The Last Jedi, um, nothing in the trailers concerned me. But I, I saw, against my will a poster in a movie theater for The Last Jedi before it came out. And it was the first time I saw The Fathers. And on the poster, they were riding them. So I guess it was it must have been Finn and Rose, like it is in the movie, um, riding a father. And I thought, that concerned me because I didn't think they could make it look real in the movie if that's what was going to happen. And after seeing both movies, they still bothered me. So the the things that kind of set off the spidey sense initially watching the trailer ended up being things that still bother me when I rewatch the movies, but not enough to not enjoy the movie. Yeah. So I think there, there will probably be something in the trailer where it's like, everything's amazing, amazing, amazing. And then, uh, yeah, like if there's that finned booger looking dude from the poster that might be fake in the trailer, then I think he kind of looks like Mac and me. And anyway, oh my gosh, you're totally right. So like if, if there's something like that in there, I think there, there could be something like that. Yeah, I think I'm going into it like I think everybody knows at this point, either from listening to an old episode of this podcast or talking to me in person that I don't particularly love J.J. Abrams as a director. Oh, I know. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going into it with cautious optimism. Mm-hmm. Because I want it to be really good, and I expect the trailer to blow my mind. But yeah, I'm like, there's gonna, there's gonna be, I don't know what it is, but there's gonna be something that I'm gonna be like, <laughs> for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, the one that I, that I absolutely need to see is I want to see some really dope spaceship action here. Oh uh, yeah. I think that I think that Force Awakens left us hanging in terms of space battles. It had yep. like a so-so space battle. That was really put to shame by what they were able to do in Rogue One, which has some incredible space stuff going on in it. Yes. Um, even TLJ, you know, I love Poe kind of doing Fast and Furious stuff. That's really <laughs> fun. Um, so I want I want JJ to be like, hey, look, I can do spaceships too. I just forgot to do it in TFA. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think that what they did in Rogue One has, has still not been matched either yeah, by really The Last good. Jedi or Solo. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, the, hopefully another thing from that poster uh, could be the ships. Um, it was an X-Wing. I think there's a Y-Wing in there, too, isn't there? Yep. There's yeah. an X, X-Wing, a Y-Wing, and an A-Wing. So if that's real, that could mean something good for people who want to see more space battles, which I think everyone does. Yes. Yes, please. Anything else you guys think you're going to see in there? Anything you would love to see but you don't think is going to happen? Hayden Christensen as a force ghost. <laughs> I, feel know, like, I, I feel like a couple, a couple years ago, I would have been like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. They're never going to do that. But right. they brought Darth Maul back for Solo. So sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. You know what? 
I I actually could see it happening. So I have this one one theory I'll share about episode nine is that there's to me there's a possibility. I keep thinking that there's going to be some pomp and circumstance towards the end of the movie. This is kind of one yeah. of those like real world things that keeps hitting me. Like there's no way they're not going to do something. They keep talking about how this is the end of the entire Skywalker saga. This is mm-hmm. the ninth and final chapter in the yeah. Skywalker saga. So I can't help but think they're going to do something. I'm envisioning maybe a montage at the end of the movie um, that would include things like that, that maybe could even include things from not the now disavowed expanded universe, but, you know, or, or maybe that pulls some things in that fans have always wanted to see that they really haven't had a place for in the movies. Like, say, you know, there's probably not going to be an appearance of Grand Admiral Thrawn in this movie but maybe you get shots of something while somebody talks about this ongoing struggle between good and bad in the galaxy. And you see a shot of Ahsoka in live action for the first time, even though there wasn't a place for her necessarily in these movies, but, you know, kind of spanning the galaxy to show um, all these different locations and different types of people and creatures. I could totally see that happening. And yeah, I could totally see Hayden Christensen showing up there, Yoda, Obi-Wan, whoever. Oh, and maybe a Ewan McGregor appearance as just Obi-Wan's Force Ghost would be amazing. Yeah, I think you're right. They got to they gotta blow this thing out of the water and give everybody the, a really satisfying ending. Yep. So I, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. Think Lord of the Rings, 18 different endings. <laughs> <laughs> Except at the end of the ninth Star Wars. One thing I do want to see, I want to see this Prana guy that Han Solo referred to in The Force Awakens. Oh, King Prana, who he got yeah. the rat for? <laughs> you realize he's basically the um, Pablo Escobar of the Star Wars universe? He just collects interesting creatures that he wants to have around. If you go into The Force Awakens visual dictionary, yeah. there's a whole thing about him and how he's competing with some other dude who has an exotic galactic zoo on his planet, and they're trying to outdo each other with exotic creatures. <laughs> so anyway, I'm hoping that maybe some of his goons catch up with whoever's flying the Falcon, because they don't hear, care who it is. They yeah. just want their money back. Right. And if possible, they're Raftars, and I think one might have survived. Ugh. <laughs> Then there's a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge panel Saturday morning. I'm not really going to get into that because there's not a whole lot to say about it. A lot has been seen already, but there's really no news since the last big reveal a few weeks ago. Uh, But let's get on to the Rebels Remembered panel, also known as the Rebels Remembered. And remember, there's no new show coming during this (laughs) panel Saturday at midday. They literally put that on the website. Like, disclaimer, we are not announcing a new show. Even though... We brought back Clone Wars, but Rebels is not coming back, guys. Exactly. See how insatiable and unrealistic and unfair we Star Wars fans are? (laughs) Well, they, you know, they've been so nice to us and, you know, uh, kind of reviving stuff that that otherwise wouldn't have made that I think that, you know, it's good to control expectations a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's great that they did that. Um, The Mandalorian. I am stoked for the mandalorian i'm i'm most excited this is this is my number one panel for sure i'm excited for it i know nothing about it because i don't use the internet <laughs> well that's that's why it's exciting like we've gotten really nice little pictures of kind of what's you know what maybe what to expect but we haven't really seen anything in action and there's only that one official picture mandalorian right that has been really released that looks like it's really polished and professional right so i think that they're gonna show us a lot that's my feeling because they got to get 
they got to get everybody hyped for Disney Plus so that people subscribe. Right. right. Um, what we do know for this panel so far, here's what's confirmed. Uh, executive producer and writer John Favreau will definitely be there. Dave Filoni, who is the show's executive producer and a director uh, for at least one episode, which is rumored to be the premiere. I don't know if you guys heard that. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, supposedly the pilot episode was the one that's directed by Dave Filoni. So that's awesome. Um, so what I would predict for this, I would think that we would see Pedro Pascal, who is the Mandalorian. Also, Gina Carano, who maybe she's always the second one listed for the cast of the Mandalorian. So she seems to be kind of the primary co-star of the show uh, or close to it. Do we expect to see anyone else like the aforementioned Werner Herzog? <laughs> if, if Werner Herzog showed up, <laughs> I would I would be just thrilled because it, th- this would be like the, 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 the makings of a really great fish out of water comedy. This sort of nihilistic <laughs> German director, like in the middle of a fan convention, everybody's screaming and going crazy. And he's just like. Uh, where did I go wrong in my life? <laughs> oh, man, that would be fantastic. Um, so as far as what we're going to get that's not confirmed for this panel, uh, I totally agree with Brendan. I think we're going to see a lot. I think we have to see a trailer, like an actual full-on trailer. Uh, maybe it's possible we could get what we got for The Last Jedi in the form of some behind-the-scenes footage. I think it was at that panel, right, where they... Yeah, they sh- they showed some of the stuff on, uh, on Skellig Michael, and they showed some of the creatures off. And I, I think that's the first time we saw the crystal foxes, where the, oh, they had yeah. the puppets in the puppet shop. Yeah, and there's uh, supposedly been a lot of, like, cool new tech going into this because of Jon Favreau. There was talk of an animatronic mask that could be worn by an actor off-camera that would control prosthetics on-camera for someone else? Which was kind of crazy. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard some interesting rumors about also ILM developing like some some ability to do augmented reality in camera where they can kind of show like laser blasts and different kinds of special effects yeah. on sta- on on set when they're looking at dailies. So that that could be really cool if they're if they're really going to touch there. I'm going to put out a wild a wild rumor that I heard rumblings about. Ooh, this is exciting. Uh, Lucasfilm employees have been hyping up the Mandalorian trailer saying, you're not going to want to miss this one. Um, my theory is that they're going to show part of, if not a whole episode. What? Oh, man. That they're just going to be like, and here's the premiere. She's going to show, you know, like a full 45 minutes. Oh, man, that would be amazing. Did they do that with um, with Rebels at one point? Where they had a panel yeah, and a I celebration. Think, yeah, I think they did the season premiere at 2017, or maybe they showed like two episodes because that. Yeah. Those, those episodes weren't very long. Oh wow! So a, do you think a panel, the Mandalorian panel, would be long enough for them to do that? I think the panel's at least an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Brendan, now I'm more excited than I was when we started this episode. <laughs> I, my thing with that is like watching an entire episode, watching the premiere before it launches on the Disney streaming service with like a huge group of people that are just as crazy obsessed as you are. That sounds really cool. But I also feel like celebration is one of the place, one of the only places get 100% confirmed behind the scenes information about everything going on with star Wars Mm -hmm. and like to spend a full hour long panel with 45 minutes of it taken over by watching a show to me kind of seems like, 
a little bit of a wasted opportunity for you to come out about the new tech that they're using to create the show and like what's going on behind the scenes and what they're planning for the season. Yeah, but I feel like when they've done this mass, they have accounted for like they're not they're not cheating you on the panel section. It is always like and then oh and here's the full episode. It's like the panel is normal and everybody's like oh they're not going to do anything. And the surprise is that, you know, the whole episode. Yeah, they somehow managed to oh, get enough time in what? there. So I, I think that um, so. So part of me agrees with what you're saying, Ali, just for the fact that the show is long. But at the same time, this is like shooting fish in a barrel if you do show it, because you have fans that you know are going to go bananas no matter what. Absolutely. Not discounting the show. I think the show is going to be amazing. But even if it wasn't. Just the fact that you're in a panel, you're not expecting to see an actual episode. You're thinking you're getting like a minute and a half, two minutes at the most. And then you get this surprise announcement. I think people are going to be raving about it no matter what. And all that can do is build up excitement and anticipation for the streaming service when it launches in in, in the fall. Next panel is the Clone Wars Clearwater Revival on Sunday afternoon. So for this one, I'm predicting a full-on trailer. I think yes. that's a given. Brendan, any yep. chance we see the full episode treatment for this one? I don't know. Okay, so here's here's my thought about that. This is a kind of a series compared to the other seasons of Clone Wars, so they may wanna they may wanna play it close to the vest. Allie, I'm gonna let you talk about the next one. I wouldn't dare speak about it when I have you on the line. The Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel on Monday morning, Allie. <laughs> this is literally. The only thing I care about at Celebration is all of the Phantom Menace <laughs> shit that's going to come down from the sky, like Moses bringing the tablets down. Like George Lucas <laughs> George is going to bring. George Lucas is going to bring the tablets down. Um, I'm just like, I don't even know. All we know is that Warwick Davis is going to be hosting it. Yep. It's going to feature some behind the scenes content and we're going to get some special guests. So my hopes and aspirations for this panel, we get George Lucas, we get Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Does Ewan McGregor get a plus one? Oh, no, that's bad. I would love to see Natalie. Like, oh, Natalie man. Portman doesn't go to any shows. But, oh, my God, Natalie, if you break the rules for anything, please break it for the 20th anniversary. She will get so much fan love. It is not even funny. Yeah. Now, you know what's really going to happen, though, is like, so Natalie Portman's going to be out there. And then halfway through the panel, she's going to be like, nope, it's me, Kira Knightley. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think at this point, their height differential is like very obvious. (laughs) Um, I would also really love to see Jake Lloyd show up. Yep. Ahmed Best is already going to be at the show, so oh, yeah. I would assume that he's he going to be. He has to be there. Has to be. Yeah. I can't wait for the moment where Ahmed Best gets like a standing ovation for yeah. everybody. Because I, I feel like he, out of anybody, received the most vitriol after Phantom Menace came out. Yeah. And I think that he needs he needs to understand that, you know, the fans really do love and appreciate him. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan, I seriously got a chill when you said that. Because I, like, I... I can just see it. And I think there there's no way he's not getting a standing ovation. Yeah. yeah. I hope they I hope they all do cuz Jake Lloyd got a bunch of that crap too and you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think like 
Ray Park and Ian oh. McDermott are already confirmed they'll be at the show. So, yeah. like, they'll probably be there. They yeah. have to be there. Uh, Ian McDermott should oh, the moderate guy- the panel. Oh, no, it's Warwick Davis. <laughs> yeah. The guy that plays uh, Captain Panaka is also going to be at the show. Yep. So, like, one would assume he would be there. When you hear his name, do you think breadcrumbs? Because I do. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Captain Panko. It's close enough. <laughs> I just, like... I, as anybody that has listened to my the episode where I ranked my favorite yep. Star Wars oh, yeah. episode. I'm guessing it hasn't gotten any lower. <laughs> no, it is up there among the tops. Like, I love this movie despite all of its flaws. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm so excited. I cannot believe it's been 20 years. That's insane. Which is crazy. Yeah. I'm and excited to celebrate it with all of my friends. Yeah. Like, and I think, I think I was saying earlier, there's the, the analysis has finally swung back the other way a little bit more and people aren't like as crazy about hating it as they were. And I think that there's a really cool generational uh, yeah. component where the kids, you know, who grew up on Phantom Menace are now, uh, you know, adults. Our age. They're our age. Yeah. Right. That, that's us. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm also really excited to see, um, I think there's like a lot of love for Padme and Anakin yeah. from the Clone Wars. Yep. I'm, I'm really excited all of the merch that exhibitors come out with that's like very specific to... The Phantom Menace, and oh my God, am I excited to see all of the cosplay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if there is one thing about celebration, yeah. oh boy, we saw some dope Amidala cosplay in Orlando, and I am expecting there to be more this year. Okay, did I just imagine at some point seeing Doug Chang confirmed for one of these panels? I really hope he's on this one because Doug Chang Doug is Chang, I think it's on a couple panels. Doug- Doug Chang is on a couple and he is doing a panel for episode one. I don't think it's this one. I mean, he might be on this one. He is doing one that is more specific to like the droids. And the, and, yeah. Yeah. But he's great. We got to see him on we, a couple panels last time. We saw him on a time. couple of panels yeah. last yeah. time and he's fabulous. Oh, that's totally warranted. Like his, just to have his work on the Phantom Menace commemorated is yeah. worth an entire panel of its own. So I'd be super yeah. down for that. He is the Ralph McQuarrie of the prequel era. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've also seen him with his shirt off. So <laughs> he's a good looking man. Yeah, he's ripped. So when he comes out, you're just going to be like, take it off. Take it yes. off. Yes. Okay. I will be the one person screaming, take it off. <laughs> we'll join and- you. We'll support that. <laughs> Speaking of uh, amazing Phantom Menace merch, I don't even know if you said that, but I was thinking it. Um, have you guys seen the Black Series Rebels pins of the Phantom Menace fast food tie-ins? The cup no. toppers? I've seen yes. those ones. No. Yeah, yeah. So they made Ooh, pins of, yeah, the Taco Bell. Was it just Taco Bell or also Pizza Hut, I think? It was Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, KFC. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to look. Those guys make great pins. Um, the best Star Wars merch comes from Twitter. Not from Disney. (laughs) Star Wars Resistance. That panel's happening Monday afternoon. Um, The only thing that's confirmed, uh, some of the people who worked on the show and an exclusive preview of what's to come. So I take it we're going to get maybe a trailer for season two. Um, At the very least, maybe we'd see some concept art or stills from that. But I'd be really surprised if we don't see at least a teaser trailer. Now, there are some miscellaneous things that may or may not happen at Star Wars Celebration and we'll go through them kind of quickly. Um, Cassian Andor. We know that the Diego Luna-led Cassian Andor series 
was announced a few months back. Um, I would predict that we don't see a trailer or anything for that. I mean, there's no panel. And I don't even think they have a sort of miscellaneous Disney streaming live action Star Wars shows panel or anything like that where they would roll these things up into. But I think maybe there'd be a place for uh, a photo or maybe just the logo for the show. I think they're, they're, a lot of the focus is going to be on stuff that they actually have at least in the can at this point. Yeah, further on. Um, and I don't think that they've started shooting on the Cassian and or show. Um, so, you know, they may want to save that so that they can start hyping it in 2020 instead of in 2019. Yeah. Um, we know there's also a third live action show that's supposed to be in production um, that hasn't been officially announced. Do we get an official announcement at this show? Maybe. Any surprise announcements? So here are my wild out there guesses for surprise announcements at this Star Wars celebration. Could this be the year that we get a Star Wars re-release? A 4K digitally restored if it's not already, but I guess it kind of is. Um, release of all of the movies, maybe even including episode nine. Maybe they tell us it's going to come like a year from now once episode nine is already out on DVD. Maybe. You know what? I, I I thought that they were going to do some sort of 4K re-release for the 40th anniversary last year, and that didn't pan out. And given that the you know the the home disc market is like really small now, yeah, uh, I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much because um, they've done an okay job at the disc releases since Disney took over, but it's still not as good as what, what was put out when Lucas was in charge. Right. Or maybe we just get one for the Phantom Menace. That would be Phantom nice. Menace 4K home release would be incredible. Right? I would buy that. It would kind of make sense. It would be nice icing on the cake for that panel. Yeah. Uh, Unrelated, a- I just saw the Watto Black Series. That's and the I best desperately, one. Desperately need that pin. Yeah, and they're giving those away for free, by the way. So you just yeah, have to find them at the them. show and hope they haven't run out yeah. yet. But I'm a Tordarian. Mind tricks don't <laughs> work on me. Only money. That. Uh, yeah, like that. Anything else you guys think could happen? I would hope, I would like to at least get an update about Ryan Johnson because that was like really hyped when it was announced. Yeah. But I mean, I'm honestly, we're already getting so many cool announcements that right. like, my brain can only handle so much. It would be near right. I think that it would be nice just to shut the last Jedi haters down. Cause I think yes. that a lot of those people are hoping that, you know, Ryan Ruin Johnson is kicked out of star Wars forever because he killed Luke Skywalker and blah, right. blah, blah. They think they can will it into existence. Mm-hmm. Hello. What have we here? Okay. Let's get into the last topic that we have for star Wars celebration merch. Anything you guys are looking for in particular that you've already seen. Um, there is a pair of so Pozu has been doing all of these amazing Star Wars shoes. They recently released a pair of red low top shoe sneakers that have um, like Poe Dameron and X wings on them. They are doing an yes. exclusive for celebration black one that I desperately would like. I need yep. a new pair of sneakers anyway. So yep. I'm also really looking forward to seeing what the um, what her universe is coming out with because yeah. she released some photos of like, I think last month or two months ago of just like very close ups of some of the pieces she was working on. So you couldn't really tell what they were, but there's definitely a lot of Padme inspired, a lot of episode one inspired. So I'm excited to see what she comes out with. Yep. Um, and just like, I'm looking forward to seeing what's in the official celebration shop. I don't know, honey, are you, 
you excited for anything? Nothing that I've seen so far is really like calling my name, but in the moment, like once you get to see stuff in person, once you go to the celebration store, like there's, you know, there's going to be stuff that's tempting me for sure. So as a, so as we were just talking about, a lot of the best merch that comes out of the Star Wars universe is not official merchandise from Lucasfilm or Disney or whoever. Um, I, I actually hadn't thought about this. Is there a uh, space for stuff like that at Celebration or are you really only getting licensed stuff? No, the entire, the, the Celebration, offic- the official Celebration shop is very, very small compared to everything else on the, ex- the exhibition floor. Yeah, there's a lot of there vendors. Is, you are going to get so many fan-made things like, it's going to be crazy. Oh, good. That is good to yeah. hear. So that's about it for now. But obviously in two weeks, we hope to see all of you Moof Milkers at Star Wars Celebration. We'll also be recording at least one episode from Star Wars Celebration. It definitely won't happen until we've seen that trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine. Not sure if it'll come uh, right after that or if we'll wait till the end of the show so we can recap all of the wonderful things that we see at Star Wars Celebration. Ellie, Brendan, thank you so much for coming on and uh, for walking us through what we can expect at Star Wars Celebration. Hell yeah. It's going to be good. This is Brett. This is Allie. And this is Brendan. And we're just talking about Star Wars Celebration Chicago (laughs) on the Skywalk.